0: Well, hello, good day to you. Welcome back to the Bible Teaching Channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. Today we are going to continue on in our study through the book of Acts. We are going to take a look at Acts chapter 21. So as I always say, if you are in a position to do so, please go ahead and grab your Bible and open it up there to the New Testament book of Acts chapter 21. Twenty-one. Um, while you're doing so, I'll go ahead and mention that uh, if you haven't heard our previous teachings on the Book of Acts, you can find them all on YouTube by looking at our YouTube channel, which is A Love Outreach. You can also find all of our teachings in audio format uh, on Basically, all of the podcast platforms that are out there just by looking for A Love Outreach as well. So today, I think I'm going to go ahead and... Oh yeah, one last thing. You can also go to our website. The teachings are there, aloveoutreach.com. But... Getting back to the Word of God here, we will go ahead and begin to read from chapter 21, and we will just uh, see how far we go. I'm thinking possibly of just reading on through chapter 21 and going on into chapter 22 as well. But we'll kind of see what happens here as we go along. So Acts chapter 21 says, Now it came to pass that when we had departed, from them and set sail running a straight course we came to Kos the following day to Rhodes and from there to Patera and finding a ship sailing over to Phoenicia we went aboard and set sail when we had sighted Cyprus we passed it on the left sailed to Syria and landed at Tyre for there the ship was to unload her cargo and finding disciples we stayed there seven days. They told Paul through the Spirit not to go to Jerusalem. So here we see um, in the first three verses how Luke here, who is the author of this book who wrote this, um He's given all the little details, the minute details, if you will, of uh, just their travel history, where they went, the places they passed, the places they pulled into and all that. So when you read the word of God, you know, often, especially for somebody like me, to be honest with you, I love to go into the word of God and find the very practical life applicational type stuff that's in there and it's loaded with it and quite frankly that's what i like to teach that's what i like to focus people on when i'm teaching is how to apply this to your life but we also have to keep in mind as we read the bible like we're doing here that the bible is very historical very factual very detailed Uh, You know, something that can be proved. And, you know, these cities all existed. These stops, these ports everywhere that, that we read about here in these first three verses, they all existed. It's not something fairy tale. It's not something made up. Okay. So that's kind of what you get in the first three verses here, all of those details. But then we see in verse four that they found some disciples there. So they stayed there seven days at the first sentence there in verse four. And you know what that brings to mind for me is fellowship with like-minded believers. When you have the opportunity to do it, take advantage of it, okay? Take advantage of the opportunity to to get around, to be around other believers. You know, Uh, Church is awesome, going to church, finding a place to go, a place of fellowship, as you could call it, where you could fit in and, and meet people and all that. But that's not the only place for it you can just in everyday life get together for dinner get together for lunch get together just to hang out and sit around in a living room and talk with fellow believers it's very important that we do this we can uh, help each other to grow in the lord help each other to understand the things of the lord and you know help us through difficult circumstances pray with one another care for one another just really get to know each other's hearts you know so here we find them staying 7 days there because they found some disciples but also in the second sentence of verse 4 there you know the Luke informs us that these believers there these disciples you know they they told Paul through the spirit not to go to Jerusalem so the so Luke is confirming here that this was through the spirit, okay? You can, you can look at this from many different angles and you, know, you can listen to many different teachings on Acts chapter 21 here and say, well, you know, no, it really wasn't through the spirit or whatever, but keep in mind that Luke wrote this after the fact and and he's looking on this situation and saying, no, this was through the spirit, these disciples were right, spiritually right, in telling Paul not to go to Jerusalem. And it says in verse 5, when we had come to the end of those days, we departed and went on our way. And they all accompanied us with wives and children till we were out of the city and And we knelt down on the shore and prayed. So here again, just just a wonderful picture here of a body of believers, a group of believers, you know, coming together, being together, supporting one another, caring for one another, loving one another. And here we see just, you know, saying goodbye to one another and praying for each other. When we had taken our leave, verse 6 says of one another, we boarded the ship and they returned home. I love all the minute details here. You know, that, that Luke took the time to write about. You know, Luke, he's amazing here in his writing. And it's amazing that, uh, I, I don't know if Luke could even, if it's even fathomable to think that he had in mind that someday, a couple thousand years later, people like you and me would be reading the word of God. Would be reading what he wrote. Which we now see and know of as the Word of God, and it's been preserved all these years for us, and we have it here to read. But he was just somebody that said, "Hey, I'm going to write down every detail. You know, I'm writing down everything I can tell you." And uh, if we go back to chapter one, you know, he's writing this to a friend, uh, Theophilus, and it's it's amazing to me. I've pointed this out in previous teachings. But the name Theophilus means friend of God. So this is written to the friends of God. Are you a friend of God today? Have you come to faith in Jesus Christ, given your life to him, been born again of the Spirit? Are you absolutely surrendered to him, desiring to walk in his way and in his will and in his word and such? I believe you are, if you're here, taking the time to read this along with us and to study the word of God then you care about God and you are a friend of God indeed this is written to you and me that we might grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ even though we're reading about the Apostle Paul here and his companions and what they did this is a man of God, the Apostle Paul, someone that specifically was chosen by Jesus Christ himself to do what he did. So we're, we're getting knowledge here from the life of the Apostle Paul, from the life of Luke and, and uh, Silas and Barnabas and all the folks that we're reading about here. And we're seeing these nameless disciples here in chapter 21. You know, sometimes you go through life Uh, As a servant of God As a child of God You know as a follower of Jesus Christ And maybe you feel like you're nameless But you know as far as people knowing you And recognition and all of that kind of stuff But that's not supposed to be our focus anyway right We are supposed to be focused on The will of God being done In us and through us And these nameless disciples here Played an important role And that's why they were written about here, right? And verse 7 goes on. And when we finished our voyage from Tyre, we came to Ptolemas, greeted the brethren, and stayed with them one day. On the next day, we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip, the evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. So here we get to see... Philip. He was one of the seven. One of the seven that we read about earlier on in the book of Acts, right, where they were chosen along with Stephen and a bunch of others, you know, five others, who were chosen to do a certain work within the body of Christ. And Philip was one of them. But we also see here that Philip was an evangelist right now this man philip had four virgin daughters who prophesied and as we stayed many days a certain prophet named agabus came down from judea when he had come to us now let me just before i move too quickly off of that we see that luke just simply makes the statement there telling who philip is telling that he had daughters who prophesied so we see many um you know vocations if you will within the body of christ there's so much to do so much work to do for every member of the body of christ and uh to to profit others to help others to you know to further the kingdom of god i simply do what i do with something like this and getting on and doing these recordings and giving you the word of god just as my role within the body of christ You know, It's that simple. I just do it by faith. Just keep it simple, right? Because it's about living the life that Christ has for you and and being willing to step up and say, yep, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do what he has placed in my heart to do. And I really want to encourage you in that. Maybe someone is listening right now that needs to be encouraged in that. uh, Encouraged, right? You need to know that you can... Step up and step out. Just do it, right? Just do what the Lord is calling you to do, and don't hold back. Don't worry about whether you have everything you need or what people might think or you know, or, um, any anything like that. Just do it. Whatever it is that is within you that is keeping you from doing what God has placed as a desire in your heart to do, just do it. Okay, so. Verse 11, when he had come to us, that is Agabus, right? He took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now, it says, Now when we heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with him not to go to Jerusalem okay so they're concerned for paul they have a love for paul they're concerned about what lies ahead in his future but paul was determined here okay now you can say did paul disobey the spirit of the lord maybe so but paul was a man doing the will of god doing the best that he could pressing on toward his toward the mark of his high calling in christ jesus as we go through this life as we desire to do things for the lord and again if that's your desire if you're someone that has a heart within you to do things for the lord um you know you're going to make mistakes you're going to go the wrong direction You know, you're going to make the wrong choices. I'm not talking about you're going to fall into sin. We're not talking about that at all. But you're just going to find that in your work for the Lord and in the things that you do, well, maybe you shouldn't have did this. Maybe you shouldn't have did that. But the important thing is is that you are pressing on. That you are pressing on toward the mark of your high calling in Christ Jesus. Whatever that is, okay? Don't just think of what I'm talking about here today in the terms of of ministry and working in a church or being a preacher, being a Bible teacher. You know, you can be a butcher, a baker, or a candlestick maker. You can be whatever you are, whatever you're called to do, whatever you're doing in life, and you can bring glory to God. You can serve God in whatever you're doing. okay? And again, sometimes you'll find, well, I went the wrong way on that or I did this or that you know but just press on just keep walking by faith and not by sight fixing your eyes on Jesus okay then verse 13 Paul answers this you know so they're pleading with him they're 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 caring for him and he says what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart for i am ready not only to be bound but also to die at jerusalem for the name of the lord jesus that's the that's the point right there That's what it's all about. Paul was committed to Jesus no matter what. If good times lie ahead or bad times, it didn't matter. Paul said he learned in whatever the situations of his life were, he learned to be content. He knew what it was to lack. He knew what it was to have need. He knew what it was to have abundance. In everything, though, it was just all about serving Jesus and knowing the Lord. Is that the case with you today? Do you have that desire to make Jesus the primary focus of your life? Again, whether you're a preacher, a Bible teacher, whether you're a butcher, a baker, or a candlestick maker, whatever it is, whatever your vocation, wherever you find yourself, again, you can serve Jesus and you can commit your way to him. You can acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your path let's read on verse 14 so when he would not be persuaded we ceased saying the lord's will be done so they realize oh well he's not gonna listen to us we're pleading with him so that's the thing to say anyway isn't it isn't that the place where we all need to just settle on lord not my will but your will be done. You know, as we make this practical in our lives today, you will go through, I will go through, we've all been through certain circumstances, certain difficulties in life, certain trials and problems of different sorts, right? And uh, the question is, do we have a heart that says, not my will, Lord, but Your will be done. Whatever. Think about your present day circumstance. Whatever you're going through. And maybe you're somebody that's listening right now. And hey, life is good. Everything's good. Everything's flowing along. And um, you know, in that, the Lord's will be done. Amen to that. Praise the Lord for that. It's a good time. You know, Paul learned how to be a base, he said, and he learned how to abound, right? But when you're abounding, if you're going through something good right now, you're going through great times, good things are happening, you're happy, you got a good job, whatever, all the boxes we want to check around, all the things that can be good about life, praise God for it. Give thanks in everything. Give thanks to the Lord, okay? Verse 15. And after those days, we packed and went up to Jerusalem. Also, some of the disciples from Caesarea went with us and brought with them a certain nation of Cyprus, an early disciple with whom we were to lodge. And when we had come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. On the following day, Paul went in with us to James and all the elders were present so now they're in a meeting with all the elders of the church you know and verse 19 when we had greeted them he told in detail those things which god had done among the gentiles through his ministry so paul was elated i'm sure and excited to say hey look this is what god's doing in the life of the gentiles that is believers in jesus that were not jews Okay, These were believers in Jesus that were not Jews, and Paul was working in their lives and seeing the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives, and he's reporting it to the rest of these guys. And verse 20 says, And when they heard it, they glorified God. So it's just good news all the way around here. And now we're going to read on here, and we're going to see a little turn here in the story, uh, starting in verse 20. Again, I said they glorified God when they glorified the Lord. When they heard this, that is, they glorified the Lord. And they said to him, You see, brother, how many myriads of Jews there are who believed, and they are all zealous for the law. But they have been informed about you, that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses saying that they ought not to circumcise their children nor to walk according to the customs what then the assembly must certainly meet for they will hear that you have come right in other words there's going to be a gathering right of all these Jewish believers and they're going to know they're going to get together and they're going to know that Paul's in town and what's going to happen Look, Paul. They know that you're here. They, this is what these elders of the church are saying to Paul. Anyway, look. They know you're. Here. They're going to know you're here. They, they know you, what you teach, and all of that kind of stuff. They've heard that you teach this, so they were about to give Paul some advice here, and they said, "Therefore, in verse twenty-three, do what we tell you. We have four men who have taken a vow." Take them and be purified with them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads and that all may know that those things of which they were informed concerning you are nothing, but that you yourself also walk orderly and keep the law. You know, it's interesting when you read this because that was never the issue. It was never the issue that Paul didn't keep the law. It's just that Paul preached Christ and him crucified. okay, And that law was written in his heart, just like it is in the believer today. If you've come to Jesus Christ and the Spirit of the Lord indwells you, you are going to walk in a manner that is good. You are going to have the fruit of the Spirit in your life, and it's going to be evident. That you walk in love, that you walk in joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and all these things. But sometimes religion wants you to keep their traditions and to keep their religion and to be sure that you do this. Because if you don't do this, well, you're not a good fill in the blank for whatever religion it may be. Okay, You're not a good this, you're not a good that if you don't do this, if you do not do it our way and follow our ways, right? But they they go on speaking here, verse 25, but concerning the Gentiles who believe we have written and decided that they should observe no such thing. So he's like, look, Paul, you know, we, we understand where you are and with the Gentiles, all that. And we told them they don't have to observe these things, except that they should keep themselves from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangle, and from sexual immorality. Then Paul took the men. So here we see that Paul did what the elders of the church wanted him to do. Wasn't going to have a good outcome. But he did it. Just the facts of life here. It's what we're reading. We're reading the facts of what went on. And as we read the book of Acts, we're reading facts. Nothing being sugar-coated, nothing being hidden. We're just reading the truth of what actually happened. So Paul took these men and these four men, right, that had taken the vow and on the next day, having been purified with them, entered the temple to announce the expiration of the days of purification, at which time an offering should be made For each of them. Now, when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews from Asia, seeing him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man who teaches all men everywhere against the people, the law, and this place. And furthermore, he also brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. So, look. This is what Agapus said was going to happen. This is what the, the seven disciples that they, they met earlier in the chapter here said was going to happen. They, they spoke by the Spirit. But again, Paul made his choice. He made his decision. He went ahead with it. He made a decision to listen to the elders of, of the church here and to do this. And it just didn't turn out good. It just did not turn out good. And, and here, people are going to lie. Look, this happens all the time. You just, <laughs> you don't have to go very far today to, to see people lying about this or that. Just turn on your television and it's full of lies from the media and, you know, and all kind of stuff. People slanting the news in their way and all of that kind of stuff. But look, and it happens in everyday life too. You know, There may be a time come in your life where somebody lies about you. Somebody might lie about you because they don't like what you're doing because you didn't decide to do things their way. I was a victim of that. I've been a victim of that in my life. You know, you don't decide to go with the flow and do things the way that others want you to, but you decide to say, no, nah, I'm just going to follow what the Spirit of the Lord is is leading me to do, and I'm going to go in that direction. And, uh, you know, someone's going to come up and lie like these these Jews here that saw Paul and you know said you know what he's defiled this he's brought Greeks in and you know they, they didn't know the true story they 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 didn't care about the true story you know and people can get that way they don't care about what the truth is they just want their way they just want to show that my way is the right way and you're going to go my way or the highway right in other words do it my way or get out of town you know, so again, we can go through things like that in life, can't we? But what do we do? Just like what I said earlier, we press on. We press on toward the mark of our high calling in Christ Jesus, and we fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. That's so important, and I want to expound on that real quick. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. It starts with him, it ends with him. Okay, and it needs to be all about him. When you come to Jesus, that's who you're coming to. You're not coming to a religion. You're not coming to an establishment of some sort. Um, you're coming to faith in Jesus. You're coming to someone that is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You're coming to someone that is going to be your master. In the kingdom of God, he is the king. You are a subject. You are a servant of his. It's all about him. It's all about him. He is the author. It starts with him. He is the finisher. When, you, when, when, the, when your life comes to an end, as a matter of fact, when every life comes to an end, if you are listening to this and you are not someone that has professed to be a believer, given your life to Jesus Christ, been born again, that's not you it's still going to end with jesus it's still going to come down to the place where every knee will bow and every tongue confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god okay so he's the author and the finisher of your faith again you're not it's not about coming to some you know religion of any sorts okay so let me get back here to the word of God, Um, crying out, men of Israel, help this man who teaches, uh, verse uh, 28, I'm reading again, all men everywhere against the people, the law in this place, and furthermore, he also brought Greeks into the temple, and has defiled this holy place again, it's all a lie, for they had previously seen Trophimus the Ephesian with him in a city, whom they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple so they were just looking something let me let's just attach this on paul let's get this guy we got our opportunity to shut him up we got our opportunity to stop the preaching of the gospel let's do it let's take advantage of this let's jump on this You know, And all the city was disturbed, and the people ran together, seized Paul, and dragged him out of the temple immediately, and immediately the doors were shut. Now as they were seeking to kill him, news came to the commander of the garrison that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. He immediately took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them, and when they saw the commander and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Then the commander came near and took him and commanded him to be bound with two chains, And he asked who he was and what he had done. So he's bound with two chains, bound hand and feet, right? Hands and feet, just like Agabus said it was happen. You know, just like, you know, the seven, you know, disciples that they met said it would happen. Again, Paul made his choice. You know, we can say, well, he's making some bad choices, right? In a sense here making some bad choices but nonetheless he's pressing on pressing on toward his toward the mark of his high calling in christ jesus what is your high calling in christ jesus what is my high calling in christ jesus is it one day we will ever be with him on high we will ever be with him some, verse 34, And some among the multitude cried one thing and some another, so when he could not ascertain the truth because of the tumult, he commanded him to be taken into the barracks. When he reached the stairs, he had to be carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the mob. For the multitude of the people followed after crying out away with him. So they wanted him dead. They wanted him dead. It's amazing what Satan will go through in using people to try to stop the preaching of the gospel, the preaching of the truth in general. It's amazing what Satan will go through. The father of lies, he'll put things in people's hearts and say, you know, that guy, you know he's doing this or that. He'll put lies, again, the father of lies, he'll put lies on people's minds. Make sure that you're not one of those people that allow Satan to use you that way in the you know in attacking someone else you never have the right to attack someone else you never have the right to do that it's not Christ like in any way shape or form you might do it in the name of your religion in the name of your denomination in the name of your non denomination and in the name of your distinctives for your ministry whatever it may be and and whatever you think you know, the scripture says or whatever, you go after somebody, you know, don't be that kind of person. Be someone that is led by the fruit of the Spirit, love, peace, joy, faithfulness, kindness and goodness and gentleness, right? Self-control. Be that kind of person. See, these are the practical things we can think on when we read the Word of God and when we see how people are acting in here and we can learn, well, this is not what the Lord has. Then as Paul was about to, to be led into the barracks, he said to the commander, may I speak to you? He replied, can you speak Greek? So Paul obviously spoke to him in Greek and, and, and uh, you know, Paul was amazed, or the commander, excuse me, was amazed. Are are you not the Egyptian who some time ago stirred up a rebellion and led the 4,000 assassins out into the wilderness? But Paul said, I am a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia, a, a citizen of no mean city, and I implore you, permit me to speak to the people. I got some background noise going on in this teaching. I apologize for that. I'm not in a soundproof room here. But anyway, Paul tells him this. Hey, I'm a Jew, and uh, I implore you to permit me to speak to the people. So when he had given him permission, Paul stood on the stairs and motioned with his hand to the people. And when there was a great silence, he spoke to them in the Hebrew language, saying, that's the end of chapter 21 here and we will just go ahead and stop here for this teaching and we will pick it up and I'll just go back I have to remember to go back I'm sure I will go back and uh, read toward the end of verse or chapter 21 here and we'll just work our way right on into 22 I thought maybe at the beginning of this that I just go ahead um, and go on through chapter 22 as well But I'm going to go ahead and stop here for today. And um, if you have any questions, anything that we can encourage you in as you seek the Lord in your life, as you seek to to live for Him, and maybe you've never sought that in your life. Maybe you've never thought that in your life. Maybe somehow you have come upon this teaching and you've lasted through it all. And, And maybe somehow... In his way the Lord by his spirit is working in your heart right now and telling you there's something that you're missing there's something that you're lacking because everybody needs the Lord Everybody needs Jesus. You may be a person that came up, maybe someone, you know, it's amazing. You know, I, I can put teachings out here like this and, you know, uh, via YouTube and via the various podcast platforms and audio and all that stuff. And many other people are doing the same kind of thing and we're just overloaded with all kind of stuff out there. But anyway, my point is, is that maybe I've come upon, maybe you've come upon me and I've come upon you right now and you're somebody that maybe you hate God. Maybe you hate religion. And, you know, I'd have to agree with you about religion to a certain extent there, you know, especially how, you know, so-called Christians present what Christianity is today. But I'm telling you that if you come to Jesus, He will not let you down. He will not fail you. He will come into you and He will, by His Spirit, make all things new. And He will give you a new life, you will be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Old things will pass away, all things become new. There's good, there's nothing but good in Jesus. I don't care what you see in other Christians. I don't care what you may look at and see in me and dislike just by maybe my outward appearance or you know my personality, whatever the case may be. You might not like it or something like that. But I'm telling you, you will love Jesus if you come to know the love that he has for you and you die to yourself and you take up the cross and you begin to follow him and you become a person who seeks the Lord, who presses on like we talked about, presses on toward the mark of your high calling. You have a high calling You have a high calling. Whoever you are, whatever you're doing, again, are you a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker? or you a pastor, a teacher? Whatever you are, do you know who you are in Christ? Because that's where you need to be. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And you need to come to know him today. So, again, I'll go ahead and stop here. We'll pick this up some other time in chapter 22 of the book of acts uh, thank you for being here thank you for watching thank you for listening let us know that you watch let us know that you listen like subscribe thumbs up you know all of that kind of stuff reach out to us uh, if there's any way we can help you like i said to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of the lord and savior jesus christ we'd love to do it so until next time be blessed And uh, we will see you then.